A year ago from yesterday's date, I posted a TikTok and it changed my life. Okay, I'm joking, it didn't change my life, but for the following 24 hours, it sure felt like it did. Let's start where all good stories start. My childhood in the Catholic Church. Don't worry, this isn't a story about Catholic guilt or religious trauma. Well, it will be a little bit in a way, but at its heart, this is actually a story about foods that taste like styrofoam. If you've ever taken communion at a Catholic church, you'll know that the wafer they use is this little round unleavened thing that has a consistency indistinguishable from an ice cream cone. And not like a waffle cone or a sugar cone, the kind people usually like. I'm talking about the ones that taste like styrofoam. Well, I love those ice cream cones. I have been known to buy a box of them to eat plain because I like them that much. I swear I would eat packing peanuts if it wouldn't kill me. As a kid, I always loved those communion wafers. They almost melt on your tongue and have a tiny bit of sweetness and it's my favorite kind of airy, crispy nothingness texture. I always savored it when I received communion and I think I had to tell myself it was because it was just that nice to receive the body of Christ, but at some point I had to get real. They just tasted good. But the thing is, in church you only get one at a time, once a week. And I haven't been to church in years. The more I thought about them, the more I craved them, and the more I wondered if they were really as good as I remembered. I'd been talking about them with some friends and it was brought to my attention that you can simply buy them on Amazon. The ones you can buy obviously aren't consecrated, meaning they haven't gone through the process of transubstantiation that happens during Mass, where it's believed that the Eucharist itself actually becomes the body of Christ. These were just little styrofoam wafers. No harm done, I thought. Barely different from buying a bag of chips. A $20 bag of chips. First, though, I actually got the wrong kind. What arrived was this bag of tiny little squares, almost akin to, like, baby crackers. <laughs> so I made a TikTok about that. Traditional, unleavened, hard uniform squares? They are crunchy, so dusty. I thought it was funny that these alien little crackers arrived and thought some lapsed Catholics might find it funny as well, might even level with me on their secret love of the particular type of wafer we all had in church as kids. There was a bit of response as expected, but nothing too crazy. Then, when the actual object of my desires arrived, the box of 1,000 communion wafers, Catholic style, all hell broke loose. A friend of mine offhandedly suggested that it'd be funny to use them like actual crackers to dip them in guac and see how they tasted. Being bored as we were in quarantine, I enlisted my ever-eager roommate Sarah to help me devise a taste test of the wafers used in different snack formats. We made five different snacks, and then we rated them out of 10. Guacamole, four out of 10. Tiny peanut butter and jelly, six out of 10. Herbed goat cheese, eight out of 10. Gouda, seven out of 10. And finally, nachos, 10 out of 10. This is a must try. They I posted this to TikTok one night, the night of September 10th, actually while on one of the Thursday night calls I spoke about the other day. Justin had already gone to bed, but Matt and Mario were hanging around with me and watching in real time as suddenly things started to change. I watched my TikTok go viral before my eyes, the views doubling, tripling, rising with exponential speed, the comments rolling in, and at first I don't remember them being too hostile. There was definitely a contingent of angry Christians accusing me of sacrilege, but also a lot of people just tagging their friends and laughing about it. By the time I went to sleep, it had broken a million views, and my friends and roommates took bets on what we thought it would be at in the morning. It was somewhere around 3 million, and that day was one of the wildest days of my entire life. I woke up with more notifications on my phone than I've ever had, ever will have, and immediately was filled with adrenaline. 
Overwhelmingly, people were so angry! It wasn't a surprise, but it did sort of strike me that somehow, rather than going viral for being funny, which is what I had thought was happening for the most part, I'd gone viral for being somewhat controversial. Not that there was a discourse about it, it was an insular kind of controversy, only circulating around an echo chamber of angry Christians, mostly seeming to be teens or even younger. I don't know how the algorithm works, and I've never actually met anyone who's seen it organically. So I have to assume all those views mean it was primarily shown to users who are predisposed to hate it. I remember we were working that day and it got to a point that I had to say, we can only talk about this every hour for 10 minutes. Now, how much work did Allison and I do that day? Probably not much, but it was really exciting. Then that evening we went to a winery where there wasn't any cell service. So there was this kind of eerie quiet I was convinced that Fox News was going to pick up the story and that our parents were going to find out, but that didn't happen. But with, during that calm of being gone at the winery for a little bit, we just weren't sure. I don't remember where it was at the end of that first day, maybe 6 million views, but at some point in the last year, it hit a peak and then leveled off. It currently sits at 10.2 million views, 1.6 million likes, and I don't foresee either of those numbers ever changing. The thing is, I was never upset about the hate at all. Firstly, it was just funny. They were literally just little discs of edible styrofoam until consecrated by a priest, and any actual practicing Catholic would know this. What it all was when boiled down was a deluge of constant attention for a span of several days, even weeks. I got to feel like the most famous person on the planet for a while, even though the attention I was getting was mostly negative from a population I absolutely do not cater to. I have always had this latent desire for some level of fame or notoriety. I'd say these days it's simmered down to something more akin to simply being known. I think when I was younger I'd watch these YouTubers and internet personalities just do stupid shit and be what I perceived as their authentic selves and become household names just for that. I've learned a lot since then about what it actually does to people to be that visible online, and I know that there is absolutely a threshold I have no interest in ever crossing. But now I look at some of my favorite podcasters and writers who seem like absolute celestial beings to me because of the content they produce and its impact on my life. And I see some of their Twitter followings sit around 5,000 and I think, that's ideal, isn't it? You're not a celebrity towering over your field, but people know you enough to be passionate about your work and they tell you so. It's a realistic ambition to me. But that's where that sneaking fear of wanting attention rears its head again. I know that I want that, and it also comes with a huge side of guilt. Perhaps I'm predisposed to feel guilty about things that bring me pleasure from my aforementioned Catholic upbringing, but I think there's also such a general cultural disdain for seeking attention. That phrase itself is thrown around as such an aspersion, attention seeker. And I feel that voice in me when I see things of a certain sort online, the one that I've been taught to have by observing years of messaging from my peers and the media and the internet. I see someone share part of themselves, whether it be an eye-catching photo or a piece of their work, and I experience one of two reactions. Either I think, yes, you go, it's so exciting to see you do your thing, or 
wow, they just really want attention, don't they? When I catch myself having that second one, I try to think, what's so bad about wanting attention? What's that rooted in? Puritanical modesty? Sexism? Jealousy? Probably all of those and then some. It's a conundrum I think about a lot when I share things and then feel good about getting the attention I desired. September 11th, 2020 was by far the day I've received the most attention in my life. It was constant. My phone was lighting up every three seconds. I could not stop watching the numbers tick up and up and up and God, it felt great. Even though so many people were absolutely shitting on me, I loved every second of it. Look, if it were something I was actually insecure about, that deluge of hate would have been absolutely destructive, but I had no qualms that I had done anything wrong. I knew I meant no disrespect, I wasn't doing it to be edgy, I'm not ignorant about what the Eucharist means, and no one was hurt in any tangible way. It was also hilarious and secretly exhilarating to me that the sudden virality of one TikTok meant thousands of people were also watching all of my other TikToks, which at the moment were mostly some real second-rate cosplay and commenting on those as well. So the constant notifications, knowing people, just so many people, were seeing my dumb little videos, so many eyes on me. It felt like just a hint of that low-grade fame I've always desired. A year on, anything I post on TikTok usually gets around 300 views, and sometimes I still feel a bit of lingering disappointment that that number isn't higher. I know that growing up in the social media era I did also sowed in me an inflated importance on numbers like that, which is silly considering it's not like I'm trying to be a TikToker. I'm not posting anything consistently, and I obviously never garnered any sort of specific audience. I have no expectations for anything I post on TikTok. TikTok in the first place, so why should those numbers matter? But even so, I can always scroll down in my video catalog and see those massive numbers that still give me a sense of misplaced victory. The 10 million, the 75,000, the 10,000, even 3,000. And hope that if I ever do numbers like that again, maybe, just maybe, the attention will be well-earned and a little bit more positive. This has been day 11 of the February Project September edition, a mini podcast where I make an audio piece of 10 minutes or less every day in the month of September 2021.